Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Deep Dish Radio. I'm Tim Powers. My guest today is author Robert J. Peterson with his new novel, The Odds. In addition to being one of my best friends, Bob is a graduate of the Northwestern University School of Journalism and the founder of Publishing House California Cold Blood. The Odds, Bob's newest novel, is a post-apocalyptic tale of adversity, triumph, and heart. It is exciting, action-packed, full of drama, and even funny at times. The Odds, published by California Cold Blood, is available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, your local brick-and-mortar bookstore, and of course, from the publisher's website, CaliforniaColdBlood.com. Here's the interview with the brilliant and funny Robert J. Peterson. Subscribe today and tell a friend about Deep Dish Podcast with Tim Powers, with Tim Powers. Bob, how's it going? Good, man. Really, really. It's so great to see you. And I've been following the story of this book. I remember when you were working on it. And uh, just really excited to see how things have taken off. Let's set up the story, and sure. then we'll tell the uh, publishing. This is directly from uh, from your site. The Odds is a post-apocalyptic action comedy, an extended ode to John Carpenter's Big Trouble in Little China, always a good sign. Uh, and it's the first in a four-book cycle. The Dead Blast Chronicles and The Odds are available everywhere. Uh, here, I'll do. Can I do your trailer? Oh, sure. I'll do your trailer. <laughs> It's been centuries since Dead Blast deleted most of what we knew. <laughs> All that's left are a smattering of subterranean cities run by a ruthless cadre of bookies. We call them the odds. It's a rough world. If you're not freezing your ass off at night, then the sun cooks you during the day. And a man they call the Redhead is back in town. He's returned to the city of Dedrick deep in debt and deathly ill. There's a lot more copy here, but uh, and his last hope is to win a deadly battle royale based on the rules of chess. Bob, let's get into this story. Yeah, yeah, this is really, really exciting. Thanks. Um, so, where do we begin? How would you, how would you like to begin? I've I've set up the story a little bit, but really, it's your story. Thanks. Uh, hey, like 
uh, you mentioned uh, how much you like the the big trouble in little China angle, right? And 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 more than anything else, I I just wanna I just wanna express that like the the tone and the and and the feel and the texture of this book is very is very fun. Uh, it is, it is lighthearted in tone. Uh, I uh, I always invoke. A Big Trouble in Little China because it is structurally and tonally like that movie. I, I, I had it in mind when I was writing it. The hero of the book um, is very much in the Jack Burton mold. He is a wisecracking, world-weary hero um, who, who, who nevertheless has a really big heart. Right. Uh, and the book mashes up a lot of genres. It, it is partially Western. It is certainly science fiction. Uh, there are elements of horror in it as well. Um, and uh, yeah, that's like that's the main thing that I wanna I wanna convey is that it is a lot of fun and uh, oh I think also fans of uh, of Joss Whedon particularly Firefly may find some appeal in this book as well. There you go. Can you um, obviously you've got the you've got the influences there. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do those influences manifest themselves in the story? Tell, so, tell me, give me a give me the elevator pitch. Why why am I gonna spend my twenty bucks on your book? <laughs> okay, uh, I think you're gonna spend the twenty bucks on my book because. Uh, if um uh if like if you believe that a person's greatest weapon uh that th that they can have is just having a good heart uh if you um if you watch uh Joss Whedon shows and and uh and 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 you laugh at the funny characters but you also you like you just you get that tingly feeling when they uh show how much they love each other how much they care for each other uh, again, the the main character in this book, uh, he he's very much in the mold of Jack Burton or Han Solo. Um, he, uh, as happens in the context of this book, uh, he he has some superpowers. He has he has super strength, right. and seemingly limitless endurance. But he never he never ever calls on it. He pretty much he gets into all these scrapes uh, in this this battle royale based on the rules of chess. Uh, but he always has help from his friends. He always calls on help from his friends, even friends who are departed and who, you know, just like speak to him in his mind. Uh, he always has help. Uh, so it like if you if you like that feeling you get when you're watching uh, Buffy or maybe reading the novels of Neil Stevenson and you're reading about good people who are trying their best to be better people, I, I think you'll enjoy the book. Great, because, uh, you know, one of the things that that you said in the in the promo is uh, the redhead is not um, intellectually gifted, right? right? Right, And and you you gave him that that limitation so that you could really play up his heart. From yeah, what I understand. Yeah. That's really cool. What kind of uh, what kind of friends uh, does he call upon? What kind of community? What kind of environment does he have? Well, um, he is the kind of guy. He's um, uh, he's kind of a George Bailey. Like he's one of those people who is like his life has been governed by this series of unusual choices. Um, and when you, in aggregate, when you uh, when you read about them, you see that he's pretty much just driven by a deep sense of empathy and and uh, and a real love for his friends, uh, and that includes the uh, the local sheriff, uh, this uh, tall and strapping woman, uh, who uh, just cares for the redhead deeply, uh, the local sawbones, this uh, this man who is pretty much only a torso, he's missing the lower half of his body, and he is a he is a brilliant physician and something of a mad scientist, also cares for the redhead. Um, there is a, there is a, a, a crusty old timer who, uh, who wears like wire rim glasses. And I don't know if you, if anybody's a fan of the wire here, but he's basically the Lester Freeman of the world. Okay. You know, he's just very, very professorial and gruff and bluff. And, uh, he, and, and he also cares very deeply for the redhead. And one of, uh, his, uh, uh sadly, one of his old friends, uh, uh, of the redhead who he had a falling out with some, you know, some years in the past in the, in the context of this narrative, uh, is this guy named, um, is this guy named Marco Marinus. And, uh, Marco is the head of this elite order of physically perfect, sort 
basically maniacs who live in like the nearby foothills and just do nothing but like work out and, and uh, can I swear on this show? Of course I you can. Yeah, who just work out and fuck all the time. <laughs> um, and uh, he and the redhead uh, once belonged to this order, but he he uh, he left it in disgrace many many years ago. But all the same, uh, this old friend of his who he's had this falling out with, uh, his wisdom uh, echoes and carries with him all through the years. So he he uh, he occasionally calls on 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 him as well. Interesting. So the the redhead. Uh, out on the outs from his family, ostracized from his original community. Right. Not that bright. How does he? Um, maybe this is the story, but sure. Where is his? Where is his redemption? How do? Where? Where's the point where we become sympathetic and and he becomes the hero? Uh, well, he. I mean, he's he's basically the hero from the get go because he is trying to. Uh, he, he is in such deep debt, and he knows that if he. Uh, it, like if he were to just like skip town or to die with this debt outstanding, his family would have to pay for it. His family would have to take care of it for him. Um, and at the beginning of the story, uh, again, he's he is deathly ill, and that's and that's his plan. In in, in the context of this world, uh, it's it's run by this ruthless cadre of bookies, right? And you can you can bet on anything under the sun. And the redhead, uh, he places this unusual. Well, it's it's common in the in, in in this world, but for us it would be unusual. He places this wager, uh, predicting the exact day that he will die. So when he comes back to Dedrick, he's essentially just coming home to die. And if he wins this wager, so to speak, uh, his family will, will get this enormous amount of money. Uh, he will get out of this uh, incredibly huge debt that he is in. Um, uh, but when he gets home, uh, he finds out that he is no longer uh, – he, he finds out that he's no longer going to die. He's in remission from this cancer that he had. Mm. So that, that's what gets him into the battle uh, into the battle royal based on the rules of chess. Uh, that's his plan B to help his family. Okay. Um, and uh, – uh, as um, as the story goes forward, uh, he he slowly realizes that. Uh, and let me see if I can explain this. Um, uh, he was ill and he got better, right? Uh, but his illness was so grave that he discovers that pretty much somebody would have had to find a way to cure him of this illness, and thereby cause him like a lot of grief and trouble. Like he was ready to die and just have his family get this money. So somebody got revenge on him by making him better, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, and that is. Um, uh, another big influence on this book is just like Raymond Chandler and any number of crime authors, Mickey Splain, etc. Uh, and that is like along with this uh, this chess tournament that he's in, there is an element of a gumshoe mystery to it. Like he's trying to figure out who cured me. Uh, and that same list of friends that I mentioned, friends and enemies, uh, right. is also like the lineup of usual suspects because it's either like, wow, either somebody who really cares for me found a way to, kill, uh, to cure me. Uh, or somebody who uh, who harbors a deep grudge against me may have found a way to cure me as well. Unbelievable. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, a lot of a lot of what uh, you've written is influenced by your Dashiell Hammonds and your Raymond Chandler, absolutely. And like yeah. that. Um, are there those? Uh, are there archetypes from the film noir that we're going to meet throughout oh, the story? Absolutely, yeah. Um, the uh, I mentioned Marco Marinus um, and the and and the, uh, the the order of physically perfect maniacs, right? Well. Uh, when the main character, I'll just give him a name. Uh, Eldridge is the main character's okay. name. When uh, when when Eldridge uh, journeys up to this old compound in the mountains, which again is where he grew up, is where he was. He, like some of his formative years were spent. Right. Uh, when he journeys up there, uh, and it's this just this weird assemblage of uh, of cottages and and uh, and buildings uh, perched on the side of this mountain. Um, I it, it totally had in mind any number of. Uh, uh, of, of scenes from uh, you know fr from the Maltese Falcon to the Big Sleep, where the, where the private eye has to journey up to say like in a, like a weird house up in the Hollywood Hills to meet with some kooky old eccentric, right? Right. Um, that archetype is in there. Oh, uh, another archetype that um, that is in there. 
one of the uh, the the bad guys in the story is this uh, guy named uh, Clovis, uh, also known as the Dry Man, because his his skin is just completely cracked and arid, and like whenever he talks, like flakes of skin kind of like rain off of him and stuff like. There's always, he's always he's like Pigpen. He's surrounded in dust. Uh, and this guy is another, um, uh, also very he- uh, heavily influenced by film noir, uh, especially um, uh, the old Coen Brothers movie Miller's Crossing. There you go. If you know that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the John Turturro character in that movie, if, if you remember him, uh, very big, big. In fact, that movie is, is also a big influence in the sense that it's like this, um, uh, this small, cozy, almost claustrophobic town that's ruled over by, this, by, by this, uh, just this local group of gangsters. Right. right. Uh, so anyway, the John Turturro character from that as well. I forget his. I forget that character's name, but yeah. You know who would know? Yeah. Oh, Robot Cowboy. Robot Cowboy. In Miller's Crossing, John Turturro's character was named Bernie. He really gets a chance to show off his exceptional acting skills in that movie. See, there you go. Mm. We should have known. Thank you. We should have known. Uh, there is a deeper story to uh, to this book, in addition to the. Um, the tremendous prose that's on the story. Thanks. There's actually a uh, a road to publication. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, I mean, this is kind of your uh, your publishing imprint. Can you can you walk us through how you got into the the publishing business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it 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 was a really unusual path for me. Uh, pretty much what happened was that I um uh, I originally had uh, uh, an an uh, an agent for. Just like for my novel writing, and and specifically for this book, right. and uh, and the book went out, um, and it was you know it's one of those books. I mean, you hear about books like this all the time that go out to a lot of publishers, and it just doesn't get picked up, and mm-hmm. and and that happens sometimes. It's a tough nut to crack. Um, and uh, so after that happened, I kind of like you know took stock of like what of like where I wanted to go with my career, um, and you know I I I'd already written like two other novels by that point. Uh, and it was around that time, uh, and this was when, it was also shortly after I started dating uh, my amazing girlfriend, Lauren Rock, uh, a, a, also a voiceover talent of uh, vast accomplishment and eminence. Um, and uh, when I met she's, her... She's the imaging voice for the Comics and Comics radio show. Come on, yeah, she's fantastic. And uh, she was working for a, a great publishing house uh, uh, here in Los Angeles called Rare Bird Books. And the proprietors over there, uh, Tyson Cornell, Julia Callahan, and also uh, Alice Marsh Elmer, uh, they are just delightful. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And they were so uh, nice. We, they met with me. We had lunch, and they just and we just like talk shop about the publishing industry. Uh, and they recommended that I. Uh, that I run a Kickstarter campaign to try to do a nice limited run of the books. Uh, and when I did that, uh, this was back in God, 2012, like uh, time flies. Um, 
Uh, I also uh, started a publishing imprint uh, uh, called California Cold Blood Books, and I, I always joke that me starting this publishing company at that time was just me building a website and de declaring it to be a publishing company. <laughs> Uh, but then as a, like I went through the Kickstarter campaign, you know, printed the books, fulfilled those requirements and all that. And I was just kind of thinking, like, what am I going to do with this publishing imprint? Like, like, I need to do something with it. And I had had this longstanding fantasy uh, to become Rare Bird's imprint for sci-fi and fantasy. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, larger publishing companies will have under their umbrella uh, smaller publishing companies called imprints that handle that, that, that will typically handle genres like Random House is a billion imprints and for mystery and westerns and sure. romance and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I talked about it for months, pitching this to Rare Bird, and Lauren kept encouraging me, saying you should do it. And I was like, they'll laugh at me. Uh, and I would hear that in like Piper Laurie's sort of falsetto. Um, <laughs> and uh, and eventually uh, I pitched it to him. And it turned out they had been hoping to expand into sci-fi and fantasy, but they just didn't know anything about that uh, 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 about that arena of publishing. Uh, and not that I knew much more about it, but I certainly was familiar with like just you know like what what was called for in it, and 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 the blogs that review it. And I I also at the time uh, had uh, worked with a couple of writers who I wanted to bring on uh, as authors under California Cold Blood. Okay. Um, and uh, I went out and uh, I signed them, and then. Uh, Redid this book with a to with a totally new edition, with some new material and a new cover design, uh, and uh, yeah. So, I I don't know. Like, uh, I, I feel like I'm I'm running kind of long already. Uh, no, any, it's any, your show today. Yeah. Bob. All right. Thank you. Um, uh, I like. I don't know if me offering advice to aspiring novelists at this point would be would be appropriate, uh, but uh, you certainly have lessons learned, right? Yeah. Anytime you branch out into something this big, publishing your own book, yeah. you're going to learn stuff that every every uh, every waiter and busboy that you meet in LA that goes, I want to be a writer. Oh yeah. Right. Uh, you're going to make those mistakes. Same thing with voiceover. You yeah. Know? If yeah. You, if you throw a, if you you know swing a cat, you're going to hit two writers and three voiceover <laughs> artists. Right? Oh yeah. And um, those those of us who are who are doing it, you and me, yeah. and Lauren, and, you know, we we've all made mistakes in the industry. That yeah. if we we could save a rookie some time, if if we learned, what have you learned? Well, I, like I'll say this: um, uh, if you're an aspiring novelist out there, uh, I just want to say uh, I just want to say, hang in there, and and pretty much. Uh, I'm actually uh, thinking of a video I saw online uh, recently. It was an interview with with the great author John Irving, the great American author, right. my, my all time favorite author, and uh, and they just asked him if he had any advice for you know for uh, for young novelists, and he told the damnedest story. Uh, John Irving said that he went back and just on a, on a lark talked with the the editor. Uh, who published his his first novel like back in I think I want to say it was the seventies when his first novel came out, Setting yeah. Free the Bears, and he asked him, "Hey, if my first novel, if Setting Free the Bears, were to come across your desk today, would you buy it?" And pretty much his editor said that he probably wouldn't. Uh, that the industry has just changed so much and it's contracted so wildly, it's gotten so much smaller uh, that a first novel as unusual as John Irving's first novel, he probably wouldn't pick up. Uh, and Irving, like he laughed about it, you know, and he said he and uh, he, he pretty much intimated he wasn't even that surprised. And he just and, and that's what I would like to to convey to young writers out there or even older writers like me uh, is that the publishing industry uh, is changing rapidly. Mm -hmm. The Internet has changed everything just as it has for every other uh, medium and area uh, and, and arena of entertainment, music and movies and, and, and radio, film. radio. Yeah. Um, 
And it is uh, changing rapidly. And if you are out there and you're querying agents and you're having a hard time breaking in, uh, just hang in there and know that there there are multiple avenues to, to success. And, of course, I don't know if start your own publishing company is the right advice for everybody. Uh, you know, like for me, it was appropriate for me because – I also felt the impulse to be an editor, and that was that was something that really like welled up in me, especially as I was working with these other two authors. So I'd, I'd love to pimp them. Absolutely. The next two releases from California Cold Blood uh, are, are going to be from them. Uh, I won't have another new book uh, coming out until next year. Uh, Get and on the, it, dude. Come yeah, on. Yeah, well, I, I've your got, fans are waiting. Dude. I've got to I got to space these things out. Do you think uh, you are Boston waiting but... fifteen years between records? Come on. <laughs> well, the next one coming out uh, is by. Uh, this this wonderful fellow named uh, Adam Korenman. Uh, he is the the video games editor for CC2K. He's also a captain in the U.S. Army, uh, and it is going to be the first volume in a science fiction uh, epic that he has written—a military sci-fi epic. The first volume is called uh, "When the Stars Fade." The larger series is called "The Gray Wars," and the way that I pitch it uh, is that if anyone out there is a fan. Of uh, Tom Clancy, in particular, Tom Clancy's novel *Red Storm Rising*, mm-hmm. uh, where if you if you know that one, uh, Clancy uh, he he posits he imagines a a fully pitched third world war minus any nuclear weapons. You know, in a European theater, it's between NATO and the Warsaw Pact, uh, and and Adam's novel uh, it is it is an alien invasion of of the solar system and some uh, and some uh, some outlying uh, colonies of space. So it's in yep. it's in like a far future. Uh, and it's a, and it's just, it's just awesome. He, he, uh, he writes about, uh, military culture with tremendous, uh, authority and humor. And experience, uh, obviously. And experience. Uh, and yeah, he's also just, uh, a, a wonderfully talented, uh, 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 writer and inventor of science fiction. His prose is sparkling. Uh, and I'm really excited about it. And that should drop, uh, in fall of this year, of 2015. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. And, uh, uh the next novel coming out from California Cold Blood after that is from, uh, uh, author Beth Woodward. Uh, Beth was the books editor at CC2K, so you're, if you if you if you want to like get in good with me, write for my nerd website. Uh, <laughs> she was the books editor uh, for many many years, and uh, uh, she is just is also uh, just a, a a heck of a writer and uh, just so uh, determined, and, and she has so much grit. Uh, and uh, uh, I am releasing the first volume in a series that she is uh, is writing. Uh, it's called the Dale Highland Books. And the first book is called The Demon Within. It is urban fantasy, uh, and it is about uh, a young woman with, I, I would say, Incredible Hulk-style powers, like Incredible Hulk, Jekyll and Hyde, where when she's under duress, she'll black out and basically ruin everything in a 100-meter radius. <laughs> That's um, called alcoholism. Right? Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> she wakes up, what are, you know, why am I wearing these purple pants and nothing else? <laughs> um, and uh, she discovers that she is uh, her heritage is part demon. Uh, and that she is a key uh, a key figure in an age old conflict between heaven and hell. And what I love about this book uh, is that it um, I read it and oh man, I remember reading it and thinking, man, like Beth Beth is a novelist with a capital N. She is great. Uh, her like her her prose is just so it's it, it it's so beautiful. Her construction is so sound. Uh, and also uh, this book, uh, you know, this is a genre that I I, I I was not originally a fan of urban fantasy. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it tends to be it tends to have a lot in common with romance in, in the sense that it's pretty steamy stuff. So it is steamy stuff. But man, if you like a female lead who is strong and courageous and powerful and has agency, then you are going to like this book. Uh, there are no formless, gormless uh, ciphers for the uh, 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 for women in there in this book. Like this is a great this is a great female lead, and Beth is a is a is a hell of a writer, and that should drop in winter of this year. Um, 
But when I was reading their books and just reading, you know, because like other friends of mine, like they knew I wrote novels and they would give me their novels and ask for my notes and stuff. And I could really like feel the desire to be an editor welling up in me. And, 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 and I felt like I had something to, uh, to offer in that realm. Um, so that was, you know, so that was appropriate for me, but yeah, I just want to say like there, there's more than one way to, what is the expression? Skin a, skin a cat. There's more than one way to skin a cat. And yep. yeah, the and days just hang of, in there. Uh, the days of being seen at Schwab's drugstore. You know, are, are long gone, and oh, yeah. now Schwab's Drugstore comes to you. Yeah. You know, there are YouTube stars. There's there's podcast stars. Yeah. There's folks who have built empires on publishing their own books online. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, it, going going into the uh, the large office with the cigar-smoking man who goes, yeah, you know, get, yeah. get the kids the rich and famous contract. You Orson know? Welles, Orson yeah. Orson Welles, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, those, <laughs> those days, sadly, are, are gone, and but but – it gives the creative yeah the opportunity to create their own opportunity which is uh, yeah. which is really good to hear absolutely yeah um so california cold blood yep right uh has its own publishing imprint its own website of course which yep. is uh which is californiacoldblood.com and uh you can also go uh to rarebirdbooks.com they have a page for california cold blood on their site as well fantastic and uh rarebird um you know, obviously they've got your sci-fi imprint. What other what other genre are they in? Oh, they um, uh, man, I like don't even get me started on Rare Bird. They're so rad. Uh, they um, uh, they have I think three or four other imprints. They have Rare Bird, which is the main one. They have Barnacle, uh, Vireo, and Archer, uh, and uh, their main uh, they they mainly do uh, mainstream. Uh, fiction, you know, just like regular novels where nothing weird happens. Right. Uh, um, and uh, they work with a lot of awesome... Every novel should have something weird Weird in it, right? Yeah. Uh, but their main stuff uh, is, uh, is mainstream. Uh, they also do a lot of fantastic memoir uh, and and a little bit of crime. Uh, uh, Gary True Phillips. Um, uh, I think True they may have done some... fictional crime? Uh, actually, both. Okay. Um, they have... Um, uh, one of their recent releases is by a, a journalist named uh, Jason Leopold uh, called News Junkies, and it's just a memoir of his about his experience being a, a journalist and, and, a, and a junkie, as I understand. Uh, and uh, Gary Phillips, who's a really great L.A. crime author, uh, mm -hmm. he, he, I, I've, I've, I've met him once or twice. He is so cool. He's buddies with my friend uh, Gar Anthony Haywood, who is also a, a wonderful mystery author. And like a, he's been like a mentor to me over the years. And uh, anyway, Gary Phillips, uh, you can find uh, he's got a, uh, a collection of short fiction called Moncology with Rare Bird. Um, yeah, so yeah, but they they did not have any sci-fi or fantasy, but now they do. There you go. So yeah. Rare Bird at, at Rarebird Rarebirdbooks.com. Rarebirdbooks.com. Yeah, fantastic. And the odds is available in uh, if you're in Los Angeles, it's at uh, a lot of local bookstores. Sure is. Yeah, uh, you've got it at uh, you've got it at Skylight. You've got it at Vroman's, right? Uh, Book Soup. Uh, Book Soup. Uh, Meltdown Comics. Uh, they have it there. Fantastic. So there you go. And it's also available online. So uh, point your browser right now to... Uh, you can just... Uh, Amazon, Barnes Amazon's and Noble. Uh, uh, and actually, um, one of the great things about, uh, about our distributor, uh, PGW, uh, is that it's available through virtually any online outlet. I mean, Walmart has it. So, yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, now, is it available as a... Uh, uh, obviously, it's a it's a printed book, but are there are there digital editions available? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, uh, depending on actually the the e edition, it, it may even be dropping today. That was that, there's kind of a longer process to distribute that, but it may it may have dropped today. Weird? It's totally weird. Yeah, you would think it's it's ones and zeros. How hard is that? But right. that's just one of those benefits of having a distributor. It, it may be dropping today, but. 
Um, if you want, if you want to buy it electronically and uh, and you can't find it, uh, please just uh, email info at californiacoldblood.com and we will work it out. Uh, so I, I can I can get it to you in any format you want, and it'll be the same uh, fair e price that you would get on Amazon, which would probably be around like seven or eight dollars. I forget what exactly the price. The uh, bargain at any was. price, yeah. but you get it directly from. The, you get it directly from the author. Yeah. And I, I've known Bob for years. I know that if you if you write him and tell him that you're looking forward to reading his book, he will, of course, write you a very thoughtful <laughs> and, and <laughs> verbose note about his appreciation <laughs> that you are, 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 are checking out his book. So there you go. It's CaliforniaColdBlood.com. You check that book out. Get the odds on uh, wherever books are sold. And if it's not in your local brick-and-mortar bookstore, ask for the manager and <laughs> demand to get a copy of this book. It's The Odds by Robert J. Peterson. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.